Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way, our Southridge member podcast designed to give people the inside scoops on uh, life in our church. And uh, every month we've been in the rhythm of hearing from a next-gen voice, kind of getting their input, hearing their story. And uh, I'm excited to uh, have a conversation here today with Katie Schroeder. Katie, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Uh, Katie, you are, is it true you were born into our church? Yeah, right. so... You, you've I've, been around that long? I have been around Southridge when it was Fairview Love. Yeah. So, yeah, I grew up with this community my whole life. Done, you've done the whole run, have oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family background and just some stuff that'll help us to get to know you better. Yeah, so I was born into a Christian family. Um, yeah, God was always a conversation we had... Um, I have an older sister, Emily, and a younger sister, Jessie, and um, but all three of us were like really interested in learning more about God. So yeah, it was constantly a conversation we were having at home. Do you have any memories of what it was like to grow up in our church? Like any memories as a little kid or, <laughs> you know, in youth or anything like that? I remember... Um, being in M&S and for the birthday song, Rick Zwiers used to come in with his guitar and sing the birthday song Oh my song gosh, for the, red guitar. the red guitar. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we've avoided teasing Rick about the red guitar <laughs> lately, but uh, yeah, for those who may not know, our Vineland location pastor of the last like seven or eight years... Uh, used to be our kids pastor. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, that was that was part of his gig was pulling out yeah. the red guitar yeah. and he was in uh, he was in full force. So, that's a that's a great memory. I'm glad that that sticks with people. <laughs> um help us to get to know you a little bit better. What do you like to do for fun these days? What are you into? Give us a bit of just your regular life. So, I'm a full-time student at Niagara College. Um, I'm in the Educational Assistant Special Needs Support Program. Mm. Um, so, that takes up a lot of my time. Um, I work at an awesome bakery called Cobbs, um, and it's all about community, and I love to be a part of the community, and a lot of what they do is give back to the community, um, so it's really awesome to be involved in that. Um, I love to play games with my family and spend time with them and hang out with friends as well. Sounds good. Got a pretty cool family, so that's great. <laughs> hey, uh, I invited you in here to just share a little bit of uh, your recent journey because you've been hanging around here uh, a little bit more and a little bit more formally. And so I just want to uh, kind of let everyone uh, into what's been going on. And uh, I would say this, this started a few years ago uh, as you were approaching finishing high school. And starting to sort of think about, you know, where your life was going, all that kind of stuff. So can you just kind of walk us back to, to that point and dis describe kind of what you were thinking about as you were looking sort of beyond high school and how that played out? Yeah, so I graduated high school in 2017 and was ready to go right into college, um, the same program that I'm in now. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but the months leading up to it, a lot of just things happened in my life, and I realized I wasn't ready um, to go into school mm, right just away. Just happening too fast. Yeah, yeah, it was really overwhelming for me. Mm. Um, so I took a year off, and dur during that year, I was also volunteering at Southridge um, in the kids' ministry. Um, it was kind of like 
uh, spur of the moment kind of thing. Carrie needed someone to lead. I had all my plan to protect done. So she just asked me, hey, would you be able to fill in today? And now, three years later, I'm still in kids ministry. Uh, the, the, the illustrious fill-in yeah. <laughs> resulting in a calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so because of that, I also got to go to the Orange Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, um, which was amazing because I got to see where we got our kids' ministry curriculum from. Um, that's the company we get it from. And just to like see how we can make our kids' ministry like go the next step. Um, when you, uh, just dial, dial back a little bit when mm-hmm. you, uh, after high school, you decided you're going to, you're going to take a year to just kind of yeah. <laughs> get ready to go back into this, uh, yeah. program at college. Um, was there anything significant happening in that year? Did you do anything other than, Hey, I got <laughs> hooked into volunteering yeah. in MS to a greater degree. Um, I think because of what was happening in the summer leading up to college, um, I really just, found myself really relying on God Hmm. and really strengthening my faith with him and my walk with him. And it was just really cool to go from this place where God wasn't always there in my life because I didn't go to him. Hmm. And then all of a sudden I came to this place where all this like this weight was lifted from me um, for what kind of was going on in my life. And God was just opening all these doors for me. Mm. So I got to really strengthen my faith in that year and really get to know God more. Super interesting. We, we say this a lot that, you know, when, when as people, when we make space for God, he shows up in ways mm-hmm. that we don't expect, whether it's in a, even a few moments of quiet time in a, in a daily way or, you know, at a gap year level, like I'm just going to slow down and I'm just going to create space for God to do what he might want to do. And, uh, yeah, I just hope that people who are listening are encouraged by that and thinking about what kind of space we could, or maybe even need to create, Mm -hmm. uh, in order to see God show up in these kinds of ways in our lives to a greater degree. So fast forward then, you know, you go through this gap year, your faith is strengthening. You're now rolling in kids ministry and are a, a much more of an active part than a, you know, fill in. <laughs> and so you're becoming a fixture in kids ministry. Uh, fast forward to this summer where you, you started talking with Carrie about being a, a little more formally involved and invested in. Can you describe that conversation? What was going on there? Yeah. So the idea of me being more involved in kids ministry actually first came up when I was in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Chris Fowler kind of just like out of the blue was like, hey, Katie, would you ever do like an internship thing uh, with kids ministry? And that stuck with me for a while. Um, And I went to school in BC. Um, I went to a Bible college there and I kind of was feeling really convicted that like this is where God wants me to be um so when I came back for Christmas break um I texted Carrie and I was like hey would we be able to just get together and just chat this is like Christmas break of 2018 right before you know almost yeah just over a year ago so yeah yeah Yeah. Christmas break of 2018 you start this conversation to say hey you know could there be a, a a more significant 
investment here yes. that I could make and that the, the church could make in me. Yeah. Now, this was interesting. So I'll bring myself into this conversation because you're, you're talking to Carrie. Carrie's, you know, in my office talking mm-hmm. to me and asking me, you know, do we do this sort of thing? And, uh, you know, over the years, we've experimented with, you know, the, the word internship. We know the, the power of it. But, uh, you know, on the one hand, internship type investments in people are huge investments to make. And on the other hand, they're huge investments for the people themselves to make because they could be working or, you know, doing other things. And so even as we've uh, kind of surveyed uh, the way that different churches treat things like internships, you know, there are some situations where, uh, you know, students or developing young adults will pay to be part of an internship. And then some that people get paid and we, you know, so we kind of have this conversation about what, you know, what, what's going on in this internship and what would an internship look like? And we said, at the end of the day, we, we're not even going to call it an internship while you're in school, you know, what would it look like to do a placement? And I think that the word placement is sort of where we've landed on, on, on what this would look like so that you could get a little bit more uh, direct ministry experience that you could contribute uh, a little bit more significantly, and you could get invested in a little bit, a little bit more significantly and have your ministry and gifts and leadership developed in that way. So, you know, this, this conversation is happening from your perspective though, as as it was formulating around this idea of a placement, why did that appeal to you? What why did you why were you interested in doing that? I just really felt like God was calling me to do this, and kids ministry was this thing that I was doing on a Sunday morning, and I wanted to dig deeper, and I wanted to see really what goes on behind the scenes of how. Um, the kids ministry Sunday morning lessons and activities are planned. And I really wanted to um, really invest in the kids lives because they're the next generation. And um, yeah, I just wanted to be someone who um, can impact the kids lives. Cause you know, some kids struggle with really finding who God is mm. and such. So I really wanted to have a part in their lives. Hmm. As this conversation was forming and September was approaching, um, was there anything specific that you were hoping to do in this placement with this additional time? Like you're talking about, you know, I came from a background where I was very involved on Sunday mornings and I'd love to see how this works under the hood. Uh, But did you have anything in mind that you specifically wanted to do with that extra time or were you just open to do whatever was needed? Yeah, so I knew I really wanted to, yeah, be there on Sunday mornings, but more often than like once a month and really build these relationships with the kids Um, as well. um, Yeah, just the Orange program that we're a part of has really awesome resources so I knew I wanted to kind of read into those um, kind of read more about kind of where they're at as well with kids ministry and learn how we can take our MNS like one step forward yeah orange uh, for uh, listeners who aren't familiar is uh, a resource out of North North Point Church in Atlanta uh, where the light of the church, and the heart of the home, you know, the yellow and red combined to make orange is, is uh, sort of the, the image. But it's all about 
the church coming alongside families and coming alongside parents and partnering with them to raise kids uh, in Christ. And so practically speaking, Orange produces a curriculum that we use that, uh, like you're saying, uh, I guess gave you the opportunity to sort of see under the hood even of that, how it developed, why each week was what it was, and how we could kind of cater that to our own you know, purposes and to the kids that we're serving here in, in MS. So that, yeah, sounds like a huge, certainly a huge piece during the week. Um, when you think back to, again, this conversation you were having with Carrie about, you know, just imagining this, um, was there anything outside of just straight up feeling called to this? Was there anything that you had really hoped or expected that God would do? I think, um, yeah, with the whole idea of um, being involved in these kids' lives, I really wanted relationships to be formed so that, like, when I am volunteering or I'm not volunteering, these kids can come up and say hi to me and just know that, you know, I'm a familiar face and they can walk around church knowing that, like, this person really cares about me, this person loves Mm. me and is helping me with learning more about God and my faith. So it was really about having a greater impact in the lives of the kids, particularly in Vineland, yes. uh, which is your home location. Yes. Um, and so as you're, as you're talking with Carrie and imagining this apprenticeship experience, we'll call it an internship, but you know, this apprenticeship experience kind of like a, as a placement, um, was there anything beyond just a more frequent investment on Sundays? Were you also committing to some time during the week? Or like, what does that what does that actually look like week to week as far as a commitment and an experience for you right now? You're in school still, so it's kind of on the side. Uh, what, uh, you know, what, what, what does your weekly routine look like? Um, so when I first started um, volunteering more in the kids' ministry, it was during my summer break. So I was able to not only help out on Sunday mornings, but I was there Monday and Tuesday all day. Um, so I got to be there for the family ministry meeting on Monday mornings, as well as helping prep for Sunday mornings and just do some a couple things on the side. Um, once school started in September, I was involved, um, on Sunday mornings as well as Monday mornings. And then I would do some things from home, um, as well, um, because I wanted to continue to, um, do this, but there wasn't really enough time for me to come in. Yeah. Can't do the full Monday and Tuesday anymore. So I mean, just out of curiosity, you know, some of us would be familiar in a general sense with what happens on a Sunday morning in kids ministry. What does a Monday morning look like compared to a Sunday morning? What happens on Monday morning? Everyone shows up and... Yeah, so it's really cool. The family ministry, we get together um, Monday mornings and we just get to celebrate uh, what happened the past Sundays and we get to share kind of um, the good things that happen Sunday mornings. And it's really awesome to kind of hear what's going on in each location um, since we're obviously not all in these different locations. Um, Yeah, we get to talk about how we can make kids ministry better on Sunday mornings. And then once the meeting's over, everyone kind of goes and does their own thing. So you see people um, registering new kids and families. You see people getting the bins ready for Sunday mornings and then like getting youth ready. Like it's 
so crazy to see how this small group does so much yeah. for kids ministry. Yeah, that's all the other under the hood stuff that most people don't get the opportunity to see. So very cool. Um, kind of leading into that, uh, now that you're kind of in the groove and you've invested, uh, you know, from September this, or maybe even in the summer, you said this started and it ends. It ends in June. Is that correct? Uh, May or June, or, yeah, okay. around there, yeah. May or June. We'll say June. You yeah, can say we'll May. Say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so you're in this almost full year placement in this apprenticeship experience. Um, how have you enjoyed it so far? I've loved it so much. Um, I've gotten to know the family ministry really well. Um, and it's so fun to see them like outside of church now because it's like I recognize them. Hmm. Um, yeah, I've gotten to see the behind the scenes of how kids ministry works, which is something that like a lot of people don't get the opportunity um, to do and just see how everyone is in their own separate things that they do, but it all comes together to like form kids ministry and, um, yeah, as kids move up, you know they're moving from Little Lights to M&S to Riot to Current. So communication like is really important in kids' ministry, and it's awesome to see how that kind of is formed. It, it, is, it is quite a huge operation, isn't it? Yeah. Like when, when you think about, we, we talk about one of the, the values of family ministry being this crib-to-college investment, mm -hmm. right? And kind of this continuous flow of strategic and deliberate discipleship in the lives of kids and developing young adults. And the way that that baton pass happens from age zero to, you know, 18-ish, again, through multiple programs across multiple locations. I mean, all of a sudden you realize, whoa, this, <laughs> this is a whole system that, again, no one who has a child and is just kind of checking them in on a Sunday or on a Thursday night or whatever, really, really sees or has a sense for. So mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty cool to experience in the behind the scenes way. Um, anything specific that kind of strikes you in a, I never knew this about the way family ministry works, but it's kind of cool that people who are listening, who would have no access to the behind the scenes and the Monday morning kind of uh, banter, the activity uh, would be curious to know. The to-do lists are long. <laughs> like you think before doing this, it's like you think, oh, yeah, like they just get the lessons ready Sunday morning. Um, and then it's all ready. We drop our kids off and there's people to take care of them. It's like, no, there's so much more mm -hmm. like you um, have volunteers applying to be a volunteer and a leader in the kids ministry. Um you get ready for retreats for the youth and junior youth. Like it's crazy the amount of work that all yeah, these just even put something like it. that, like a new volunteer application and the follow up and the plan to protect and the screening yeah. and the reference checks and the for every one yeah. person. Even that is a is a whole to do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, it's neat that 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 you've got a chance to feel that uh, you know in a, in a real time kind of way. Um, other reflections, what, what would you say you've learned about yourself and your gifts that you might not have known before? Yeah, so I love working with kids mm. and I always thought of it as like in the school 
And I never imagined myself working with kids specifically in church as well. But yeah, just being able to not only with the program I'm in at school, be involved in these kids lives at school and also at church is just really cool to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And now we have the special needs um, in our church and like with the program I'm in, I work with kids with special needs. So it's just really cool to make those connections between school and church. Yeah, you've also been a key player lending some learning and some expertise to this little subcommittee that's helped to drive uh, our special needs ministry, which if Mm -hmm. you're curious to know more about that, you can listen to previous podcasts that we've made about that. Uh, But it's super cool the way that God is developing our capacity to serve kids with special needs across all of our locations, especially in these programs on Sunday. And uh, I can imagine, you know, the, the kind of vocational training that you're receiving to see God ordaining and redeeming that also in the church and in a, in a kingdom context must be super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything else that you've learned just about, the way God works or I don't know how faith works or how kids develop or anything like that. That's kind of struck you through this placement so far. Yeah. So kids can be crazy (laughs) on Sunday mornings and it's really cool to see that you don't think they're paying attention because they're goofing off and they're playing with each other. But really, when you have a conversation, you sit down with them, they were listening and they were kind of soaking in all the things that we were talking about that Sunday morning. And you don't realize it, but they really were listening Hmm. and we really are impacting their lives. Hmm. That's a great comment. I, I just recently in the, in the past month, uh, so my, my oldest son has been a MS small group leader for a couple of years now. My, my, uh, next son, uh, has just started with, uh, with Hildegard Wall has just started serving in the grade two, three, uh, MS small group. So the grade two, three boys, MS small group. Yeah. So we've been joking with Simon about how, you know, oh, he's just going to show up and sit on the mat and start playing with these grade two, three boys. And you know, who's he going to have fun with and whatever. And, and yet we were trying to encourage him to say, Sai, like th- this is way more significant of an impact that you can have on these little kids than you realize. And uh, I I would totally affirm that, Katie, that uh, you underestimate the amount that they're paying attention and how formative uh, these investments, even even that hour or so a week just in the program, uh, these investments can actually be. Mm -hmm. And someone once mentioned to me, I'm like, how do you do it where these kids are so crazy Like, how do you get them to sit down? And it was Owen Jeffries. And he told me, I don't worry about, you know, the lesson plans. My main focus is to build relationships with these kids. And that's what it's all about. Like, you want them to be able to gain your trust. And eventually you'll get into those good conversations. I mean, what's the main message? The main message is that Jesus loves them. And the the primary way they're going to learn that is through the experience of, we often talk about the medium being the message, the experience of having someone who cares about them no matter what, you know, and, and to have those people, aside from your parents or siblings or people who sort of have to love you, <laughs> to, to have people who, who legitimately care in that way, it, it is 
I appreciate you you going there in this conversation because it, it is way more underappreciated than I think we we recognize. Mm-hmm. And if there are other people out there who are wondering, you know, do I have something to contribute? Could I ever make a difference in a kid's life? Um, there's a whole family ministry waiting to process your application and walk with you to get you to the place where you could sit on one of those mats or you could contribute your gifts in a way where similarly you can be the kind of presence, regardless of the lesson plan, you can be the kind of presence uh, that can really impart the love of Christ uh, into into kids' lives and hearts. It's really significant. Um, final little round of questions. Uh, every month, I've said earlier, uh, we're trying to incorporate more of a next-gen leader kind of voice into the conversation about our church. So uh, we'll consider you just a kind of a consultant right now on all things Southridge. You can talk about kids' ministry or uh, other things as well. Uh, especially for you, Katie, who's been around for so long. Uh, what's your sense these days of where God's taking our church? I think... We're, as a church, we're really building up a community and we're being able to get together um, during the week, like not only on Sunday mornings as our own locations, but we're able to be a full community of Southridge um, through like our town hall meetings and um, life groups and just being able to have these events come up uh, throughout the months and years that we really get to know the other locations and yeah, we get to really be one community more than three communities. I'm glad that you feel that because it's certainly what we're trying to stimulate is to be following Jesus as a lifestyle, not just an event and doing that as one family, not just through the locations where these weekly events take place. That's, uh, that's great that on the ground you feel that. Um, as a next-gen leader and participant in our church, uh, this is the tougher question. What would you like to see most grown or improved around here? Yeah, so Southridge has really been working on a young adults group um, throughout the past couple years, and I think we're in a really good place. Um, but I think we could really go further into it and, um, yeah, have all three locations get together. Um, of young adults and really um, be invested all together again with not just three groups but one group of young adults and be able to walk in our faith together and kind of just get uh, get to know each other. Something we've talked about in previous podcasts as well is this emerging young adult specific uh, ministry area and just sort of the Coles notes for uh, people listening who haven't heard that conversation. Uh, you know, this has been an odd area of ministry for us to serve because for a good number of years in in my ministry life, the young adults were actually sort of leading the whole church. There wasn't as much differentiation between the church church leaders and young adult leaders, but now uh, people like you and I are are a little further apart and there's there's a little (laughs) more differentiation in the specificity of the needs for students and young adult age people. Uh, that's starting to emerge in a real community with retreats and gatherings and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's super cool to see. Uh, along those lines, uh, would you feel like there's there's anything that you could put your finger on about how your generation thinks about faith or thinks about experiencing church that's different than previous generations, people like me or your parents or Carrie or you know people mm-hmm. like that? I think for us as a generation, 
um, it's almost easier almost or more common for us to bring up our faith in a regular conversation with someone who is a believer or who isn't um especially like with social media Mm. a lot of people post about their faith on there so just feel like where we are at as a generation um we're not afraid to talk about it in conversations Mm. with people who are christians or who aren't um yeah, yeah, a little easier to be transparent and just yeah. say, "Hey, here's where I'm at." You know, whether people around you are you know, from a church background or unchurch background or whatever, that's cool. Um, you know, in addition to your journey, and you know, sort of feeling this calling to invest in an apprenticeship experience through through your placement, uh, are there ways that you're seeing other young leaders step up and take a greater degree of responsibility around here? Now, we often talk about this process of generational transfer, and we talk about handing the keys of the business over to the, the kids of the church. Are, are you seeing other uh, you know, developing young adults, your age, your crowd, uh, that are in different ways, kind of stepping up and taking responsibility? Um, with the young adults group, I know there's a group of young adults who are actually very involved in planning events and being involved in that and making sure there is um, a young adults group that people can go to, as well as, um, yeah, the young adults volunteering in kids ministry and uh, the youth. Um, it's awesome to see that these young adults who are kind of going into adulthood can still have this part of their childhood and be able to have fun with these kids. Yeah, it's cool. The, you know, what I'm seeing is a number of young adults that are taking responsibility for young adults, either in the actual formal young adults ministry or small group leading or things like that. Young adults who are taking responsibility for the next next generation, right, and reinvesting into kids, which is phenomenal. And then young adults who are engaging in our anchor causes and, you know, expressing a whole new energy of compassion and justice and uh, engaging through our locations in that way, which is which is awesome to see. Never mind, like you said, being involved in Sunday mornings or in the in the actual programming of kids ministry and things like that. So uh, definitely encouraging the way that the young adults are rising up again uh, among us. Uh, Katie, any final encouragements or challenges that you want to share with our community of people who are listening uh, when it comes to these kind of apprenticeship experiences or maybe just uh, taking, as you said earlier, taking time to make space for God in order to see him work in cool ways? Anything finally that you want to say? Yeah, something that's really interesting that I've definitely learned is that um, through all those hard times, you know, God is always there. Um, and even though you don't go to him, he's always there at like when you're ready to start again and nothing has changed. And I think also if God opens a door, walk through it. Don't just ignore it. Like if he's calling you somewhere and you're afraid, just know that God is walking you through this door and is there with you. Mm. Awesome. Katie, thanks so much for being here and uh, not just being on the podcast, for being around in this placement (laughs) and then this ministry apprenticeship. I hope that it's as much a blessing to you as you're being to us and our family ministry and especially to the kids that you're serving and loving on. It's really, really terrific. So uh, thanks everyone for joining us again. And uh, we're excited to continue on. We'll see you next week as we keep finding our way together. Take care.